Hi, welcome to Praise FM. Thank you so much for joining our service today. We are super excited to have you here with us. God bless you as you listen. Amen. Hi, welcome to Praise FM. Thank you so much for joining our service today. We are super excited to have you here with us. God bless you as you listen. Amen. This morning, within the limited time available, I want to share on something I have captioned, understanding your heritage in redemption. Understanding your heritage in redemption. How many of you are redeemed of the Lord here? You are redeemed of the Lord. You are born again. You are giving your life to Christ. Let me see your hand up. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm glad to announce to you, you have a heritage in Christ. As a member of the family of Jesus Christ, you are entitled to the heritage of the family of God. I'd like to start by saying that understanding simply means having a working knowledge of something. Understanding simply means having a working knowledge. Don't forget, knowledge is simply information. Knowledge is simply information. But when knowledge becomes a working knowledge, it becomes understanding. Now, until understanding is in place, manifestation cannot be in view. You need to understand what is your right as a child of God before you will be able to manifest it. What you don't know, you cannot manifest. If you belong to a professional body, there are certain rights and privileges that are enjoyed by members of that professional body. But if you don't know that it is your right, there's no how you can enjoy it. As a member of the family of Jesus Christ, you are entitled to certain packages in redemption. But until you understand it, you won't be able to enjoy it. If I take you to a supermarket now and I pay for a good, for everything you want to take, and then I leave, you are given the receipt. But you don't know what, you don't know that I have already paid. How will you take it? Praise the Lord. So you need to know what is your redemptive package in this kingdom. And I'd like to tell you that without understanding you can't become outstanding in anything. You require understanding to become outstanding in life. Praise the Lord. Praise Master Jesus. In the book of Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7, he said wisdom is the principal thing. But in getting wisdom, you must get understanding. In getting wisdom, you require understanding. Why? Because wisdom is the application of knowledge. The right application of knowledge. So without understanding, 
wisdom fizzles out. Without understanding, wisdom cannot manifest. The mother of Jesus told the disciples, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And Jesus said, I will liken a wise man to he that hears this saying of mine and doeth them. That's a wise man. So, wisdom is correct application of knowledge. Knowing the right thing to do and doing it, that's wisdom. Knowing the right thing to say and saying it, that's wisdom. Praise the Lord. I love that little playlet that we were shown this morning. There was manifestation of foolishness. The moderator said peer group influence. But I say stupidity. Did anybody tie her and drag her from this place? No. Voluntarily, she left the right thing to do and went on her own way. Foolishness. And what was the end thereof? Destruction. That shall not be your case. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, understanding is what delivers grace for upward movement to the next level. Before the end of this year, you move to your next level. Every devil standing before you and your prepared place will be destroyed after the service. I want to announce to you, you are going somewhere. And no devil will stop you. So what is heritage? Now we have seen what understanding means. What is heritage? Heritage simply means the quality of a person or the tradition of a place that has been in existence over time. The quality. The inherent qualities in a person or the traditions of a place that has been in existence over time and is considered an integral part of that person or that location by, by reason of location. As a child of God, located in the family of God, there are some certain qualities that are required of you. And in the family of God, there are certain inheritances that are due and must be accorded to every member of that family. Your portion will not escape you. The qualities for which a person or a place is known by reason of birth or by reason of location. Sometimes you say, in that family, this kind of thing runs through the family. That's their heritage. In this society, this kind of thing runs through that society. That is their heritage. In the kingdom of God, we have certain packages that runs through the kingdom. And that is the heritage of every child of God. Praise the Lord. So we are going to be listing them out. As a matter of fact, we have sevenfold redemptive packages in this kingdom. As a child of God, many Christians miss it because they don't know. The Bible speaking in the book of Psalms 82 he said, they know not, neither do they understand. So they walk on in ignorance. And the foundations of the aid is off their course. And what happens? They die like ordinary people. 
Say with me, that is not my portion. They know not, neither do they understand. And so they walk on in ignorance. If you don't know you are a lion, a pussycat will pursue you. Until you begin to manifest the lion nature inside you. Cockroach, at the sight of cockroach, you will be pleading the blood of Jesus. A lion pleading the blood at the sight of cockroach is an error. Come on, tell yourself it's an error. So after this meeting, you are going to know those things that are due to you as a member of the family of Christ. Thank God we are redeemed children of God. In the book of Revelation, it says he has redeemed us unto himself as what? Kings and priests to reign where? Here on earth. Not when we get there. When we get there, we will reign. But we must start here to reign as a king. I was, I was invited to dedicate a fellowship yesterday and I told them Christianity minus power is fake and frustrated. So, what is redemption? Redemption simply means a new life in Christ. Having been transformed from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God and his dear son. You are, no, you are in the world. You are no longer of the world. You are in the world, but you are no longer from this world. You are not a spiritual being. You are a spirit being. Now, there's a difference between being spiritual and being a spirit being. There are difference. A world of difference. Ah, I'm a spiritual person. Mm-mm. That is for them. For us in the kingdom, we are spirit being. There's a difference. And the manifestation also is different. Praise the Lord. So, you belong to a spiritual lineage. You are no longer of the human lineage. Your manifestation, your speech must be different. Come on. You can't be in a place where they are saying, I cannot make it. And you are shaking your head like monitor lizard. We can't pass this exam. Excuse me. Minus me. Others are free to fail. Minus me. That's your heritage. Because you are different. Because you are not of the same stock. Look, your family lineage your biological family lineage what pertains to another family must be different from what pertains to your family if you don't look like your father there's something wrong you must be a bastard no that's the truth you don't look like your father you don't look like your mother you don't have anything that somebody can relate you to them that you must be a bastard something is wrong somewhere as a child in this kingdom you must be able to manifest the heritage of this kingdom. If not, you are fake. You can be saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, and there's nothing Christianly about you. Christianity is not a religion. Please, disabuse your mind. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a conscious walk with God. In Antioch, they call them Christians. What is it? 
followers of Christ, people that are like Christ. They didn't say people of the Christian religion. No. They call them Christians. Christ-like people. It's a conscious work. You behave heavenly way. You are from a spiritual lineage. You must behave as such. After this meeting, wherever you set your feet on, they will know another you has come. They will know another you has come. Where they say everybody in this place is falling sick because of the weather, they will say, but how come you are different? You tell them, that is my heritage in redemption. Praise the Lord. You are not born again to be pitied. You are born again to be envied. You are born again to be envied. I was telling somebody, you see, why they give you too much work in your place of work is because you are, you are indispensable. You carry something that even you yourself, you don't know. But other people are saying it. So, let's look at our redemptive heritage. Let's start where our scriptural text is, what we read in our Bible reading, Revelation chapter 5, we go it from verse 9 up until verse 12. In the book of John chapter 17, John chapter 17 and verse 18. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. That's Jesus talking. God sent Jesus into this world as the wisdom and power of God. The Bible records that Jesus, the wisdom and the power of God. That's what he came here to to be. And he's telling us, as the Father sent me, so send I you. You are sent into the world as the wisdom of God, as the power of God. So manifestation of anything other than that, there's a question mark on your Christianity. So know that as a seed of Abraham, you must have understanding, proper and very clear understanding of your redemptive package. Of your redemptive package. When life is devoid of progress, it becomes a burden. If you are not making progress in life, your life will become a burden. These days we hear of people committing suicide. It's because they are no longer making progress in life. Their life has become a frustration and a burden. And so they think the best way out is to end it you will never consider it in the name of Jesus. So, as a redeemed child of God, like I have said, you are not you are not redeemed to be pitied. So, if somebody tells you, "Ah, I pity you." Just tell the person, "Excuse me." You can't pity a king. Have you ever pitied a king before? No. 
I've said it time and again in this assembly. Don't allow anybody to tell you sorry. The more sorry people tell you, the more sorrow they throw you into. Oh, sorry. Oh. They are simply declaring sorrow into your life. Sorry. It's just a sorrow. I made people laugh the other time. I I missed the step and somebody told me, ah, sorry, sir. I said back to sender. Back to sender. The righteous fall it how many times? And they do what? You have not fallen two times yet, and somebody is telling you sorry, and you are accepting it. So you know, I said something here. I said it is possible for you to be involved in a transforming activity without enjoying the benefits of that transformative pro- process. It's possible for you to be engaged in a transformative activity, a transforming activity, without enjoying the benefit of that transformative process. Why? Because understanding is lacking. Because understanding is lacking. Therefore, understanding is a necessary aid to transformation. If you want to see yourself at the next level, but I've come to a stage in my life, sir, where I no longer require next level. You know why? There's a place that's superior to next level. And that place is called prepared place. But faith are of different levels. Praise the Lord. If your faith can't carry a prepared place, please get to your next level. It's accepted. It's scriptural. But me, I no longer accept next level because I'm bound for my prepared place. You know, next level is going arithmetically. You know, you are climbing a ladder, you go step after step. Now that's next level. But a prepared place is God takes you from where you are to where you ought to be. Praise the Lord. That's a prepared place. He said, I have given my angels charge over. They will bring you to a place that has been prepared for you. God never said you are going to the next level. He said he's taking you to the prepared place. After this meeting, you are getting there. And any devil standing on your way will be cleared off. In the name of Jesus. I didn't hear a big amen. So in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 12. Let's look at that scripture. Revelation 5.12. It's saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Now, here we go. To receive what? Power. To receive what? Riches. To receive what? Wisdom. To receive what? Strength. To receive what? Honor. To receive what? Glory. And finally, to receive what? Blessing. Seven redemptive package for every believing child of God. In John chapter 1 and verse 12, he said, as many as believe, gave he power to become what? The sons of God. So your first redemptive package in this kingdom is power. That is your, that is your right. 
as a member of the family of God. I say it and I say it again. Christianity minus power is a frustrated religion. It is power in the Christian faith that makes it a showpiece to the world. Why do you think that other religion, other bodies are ganging up against Christians? Because they see power. The manifestation of power. In the book of Luke chapter 10 and verse 19, Jesus said, I give unto you what? Power. Why? He didn't give it to everybody. Behold, I give unto you power. If he has given it to you, why are you not manifesting it? The lecturer said, go and prepare this place for your exam. Now, now that is expo. And you said, no, the man is not serious. You go and sleep. You come the next day for the exam and it's that place that entered. And you say, ah, I wish I knew. You are, a, you are a bloody fool. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, behold, I give unto you power to do what? To use it to manifest on the earth. Because he knew that we would need it. At first he told Peter, put your sword back. You don't need it now. But when Jesus was about to leave, he said, Peter, come. That sword I told you to put it, go and bring it. Because you will need it now. Now that I'm leaving you, you will need it. Praise the Lord. Until you manifest an element of violence in your Christian faith, you can't go anywhere. I've said it time and again, quote me. When you get to heaven and you see a gentleman, I will tear my Bible. Because the kingdom of heaven suffered violence. And it's only the violence that can get there. You think Satan is a gentleman? You need to you need to manifest violence not physical violence please don't go there I've told you how I've shared that testimony here many times we went to the hospital my wife and I for a scan pregnancy tests and all of that and then the scan doctor told my wife you have fibroid and my wife screamed at the top of her voice, Shut up! I don't have it. I can't have it. You have not seen well. Now, in the medical reality, the fibroid was there. But it is not part of her redemptive heritage. So she rejected it. And that was where the fibroid died. And the fibroid now became a fine boy. Please, your life is not a refuse bin. Don't allow people to dump nonsense into your life. No, now. They say you have fibroid and you start crying. Oh, my own is finished. Who told you that? That is his opinion. The Bible says, whose report will you believe? Is it God's report? Mary told the angel, I have never known a man. How can this thing be? He said, don't worry. The spirit of the Lord will overshadow you. 
And then in verse 45 of that Luke chapter 1, he said, blessed is she that believes. For what? There shall be a performance. If God has said it, he will do it. If you have ever seen anything in the scripture about your situation and how God did it, the same thing is applicable to you. You walk out free. Come on, I say you walk out free. Nothing is strong enough in this life to make you depressed. Stop it. Depression is a spirit. He said, I have headache. Who gave you the headache? When Jesus took it 2,000 years ago, he said, I have. Something that Jesus took before you were born. Who gave it to you? It's either God is a liar or you must have stolen it from him. So, Jesus died so that we can receive power as heirs of redemption. By redemption, whatever Jesus carried becomes ours by rights. Jesus was never stranded for once. So in your walk, in your journey through life, you are not meant for to be stranded. Are you hearing me? When you get to a crossroad and you don't know what to do, he said, I will cause you to hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. You can't be stranded as a child of this kingdom. It's not possible. Minus power, like I said before, Christianity becomes a fake and false religion. It is the power content in the Christian faith that gives it color and makes it a showpiece. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. Until you are able to exercise power as a believer, your redemption is in doubt. Your redemption is in doubt. Don't forget that the endless longing of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the children of God. Please, the world is tired of your explanation. We are tired of excuses why you can't do it, why you, you are not able to do it. We are waiting for you to begin to manifest. From this time onward, you will be manifesting in the name of Jesus. Number two, riches. That is your second redemptive package. Your right in the kingdom. Riches. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 to 12. And also in 3 John verse 2. By redemption, you have a divine connection to heaven's bank. You can't be stranded. By redemption, by redemption, you have connection to the bank of heaven. And the bank of heaven can never be exhausted. It can never go out of service. Praise Master Jesus. Praise Master Jesus. I say the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 It shall come to pass if you will hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do this it's for the members of the family of God it shall come to pass and then from verse 2 it now lists out everything in terms of riches what life will ever demand remember in 2 Peter's talks about God having given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything. 
everything that pertains to life, God has given it to you. And he is in the business of supplying all your needs. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So Jesus is the Lord of all riches. All things were made by him. He decided to become poor that from his poverty we might become rich. You see, the kind of life Jesus lived on earth, the Bible refers to it as poverty. Somebody that could feed 5,000 people, he said he was poor. Somebody that, when the tax collectors came and they wanted to useless him, he said, Peter, go. Carry, I am the Lord of everything. I keep my things anyway. Go to the river, just carry the first fish that you catch, open the mouth, you will see money. And you call that a poor person. The scriptures look at that level of life as poverty. For your sake, my sake, he became poor. That we, from that level of poverty, might become rich. May God not hear from your mouth, I don't have money. I don't have money. Everything that belongs to Jesus Christ is your own by right. Listen to me, you can assess it. Declare that thou mayest be justified. Call food whatever you want. Call money, it will answer. Money is a name. It has a spirit. You are seated far above. And God has given unto you power over all of those things. With the power Christ has given unto you, call money. It will answer in your life. Praise the Lord. I went out one day and I came back with a new car. And my wife said, who owns this one? I said, it's your car. He said, ah, how did it happen? I said, you have forgotten that I am the child of the most high God. Whatever I need, I call for it. He said, but the other car is there. I said, I can have as many as possible. He said, but you didn't even discuss it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. When you have one car, it's not a luxury. You have two cars, it's not luxury. You have three, it's still necessity. What did I call it? Necessity. It's not luxury. Don't mind those people that will be driving one car and then they will now make it as if they are sitting on top of the wall. Tell the person you are still very poor. I told my wife, I, I said, look, I have a facility. I just humorously, I went out and looked at the space in front of my house and I said, we can park as much as 10 cars here. But do I really need 10 cars? When there are multitudes around me that are dying of hunger. One day somebody came to me and said, I don't have school fees. I said, what is, how much is your school fees? The person was surprised. I said, how much is your school fees? He said, eh, but sir. I said, shut up. How much is your school fees? One day my mechanic came to me and said, sir, I have been given quick notice. I said, go and look for another place and tell me how much it costs. The man opened mouth. I said, please get out. Go and look for a place. You can't repair my car by the roadside. Praise God. 
And he came back and he told me the amount and I gave him. He wasn't too sure whether to go with the money or not. That is how to live. I didn't need to preach to him to come to church. I said, tomorrow service starts by 6.30. He says, I'll be there. You have preached and preached and preached and they have refused to follow you. Show some things. Show some things. If they can't follow you by preaching, feed them, they will follow you. My state pastor said, in my environment, a lot of people are saying this. So one day I just told my wife, buy, is it 5 kg of rice? Buy as many as one dozen, two dozen. And he by himself went around the environment distributing. And then the next day they came and knocked on his gate. Sir, are we going to church today? Riches is your heritage. You are not redeemed to be a beggar. No, now. You are redeemed to be a lender to nations. You don't know the way the Bible describes it. He said, multitudes shall fit at your table. You'll be the joy of many in your generation. You have preached and preached and preached. They have refused to follow you. Show your hand now. Now you don't need to preach. We have reached that level in my church now. We, we just go out and distribute things and then pe- pe- the next day you can't see space in the church we invite KK riders all over with you, come, we'll give you engine oil, we'll give you this and then the next day everybody floods the church that's evangelism there are some places you now go to preach they can slap you wisdom that's the next thing, wisdom We'll be very fast now. Jesus is the wisdom and power of God. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 24. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 24. Jesus came into this world as the wisdom and the power of God. And he said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. God, Jesus has sent you into this world as the wisdom and the power of God. And do you know what? You carry the mind of Christ. Can any human being on earth set exam for Jesus and he will write and fail? Never. And the Bible says that you carry the mind of Christ. How can an unbeliever who is a lecturer set exam and you fail? There's something wrong. He said, how be it when I will send you, I say, I will give you another comforter. Another spirit that is going to bring you to understanding of everything that has been taught you. I can't see myself writing an exam to fail now. Praise God. Because there's a spirit standing by who is ready to bring me to understanding of everything that I have been taught concerning that cause. The only thing you need to do is call for the spirit. Holy Spirit of God, I need understanding over this issue. You won't know what you are doing. You are just busy writing. You don't even understand what you are writing, but you are just writing. 
you have been possessed by the spirit of God who has taken over your hand and is just writing. And then you come out from the examination hall and you start wondering, what did I even write? And then the result comes out and you made an A. And you start wondering, maybe the lecturer made a mistake. It's no mistake. Praise God. Because the spirit of understanding came into you. I pray prayer for my child these days. I say, Lord, give this child the spirit of quick understanding. And at the end of each term, you know what they, they write on her report sheet? Excellent child. This is a star. I, I've seen it so many times on her result sheets. This is a star. Keep it up. I didn't tell them to write it. But they saw it in the child. That shall be your testimony here. Somebody shall be manifesting that dimension of testimony. Divine wisdom is your heritage by redemption. And until you begin to walk in the reality of divine wisdom, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ becomes in vain. May you never make the death of Jesus in vain. Number four, strength. Deuteronomy chapter 33. Deuteronomy 33 and verse 25. Verse 25. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days are, so shall thy strength be. You are 10 years today, you have the strength of a 10 year old. You are 15 years now, your strength increases. You are 20 years, your strength increases. So as your days are, so shall your strength be. You can't be a child of God and be weak. I'm feeling very weak. Who said so? Please mind your language. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say what? I am rich. God is not a liar. He's not telling you to tell lies. He's telling you to obey him by faith. Oh, you're a human being, so you can feel weak. But the Bible says, don't express weakness. Because there's an angel standing beside you. It's an angel from the throne of God. And whatever you say is a command to that angel. Oh, I am very weak. You have given the angel the command to make you weak. You don't understand it. These things are mysteries. God said, never you say to your angel, it was a mistake. Because whatever he hears you say is what he will do. When I told God, somebody has tempered with my peace. And Lord, you said you will give me peace at all costs by yourself. And somebody is tempering with my peace. Two days later, the person died. Who killed him? My angel had it and had to cut off that person so that the word of God will come to pass in my life where he promised to give me peace at all costs by himself. Stop playing around with that lecturer that says you will never pass exam until you sleep with him. Kill him. 
I was telling them in the fellowship yesterday, I don't pray, Lord, let my enemies live and see what I will be. No, I don't pray that prayer. Lord, let them die. Let their wives become widows. Let their children become orphans. Let them go into the street and start begging for food. It's not me that started the prayer. It was David. And God called him a man after my own heart. If a man after God's heart could pray that prayer, who are you? That you can't pray it. Then, oh Lord, let my enemies live. They are living and they are torturing your life. Kill them. Praise the Lord. Number five, honor. Psalm 149, verse 9. Divine honor is the exclusive heritage of the haze of salvation. You are destined for honor. God has redeemed you for honor. You will get there in the mighty name of Jesus. John chapter 12, verse 26. And then glory. That's number six, glory. Salvation is a visa to the glory of God. It ushers you into the realm of color, beauty, and glory. Before you were born, God had foreordained you for glory. How do we know? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord we also are changed into the same dimension of glory to glory even by the spirit of God so before you were born God had ordained you for glory not for pity not for dishonor not for disgrace you are a child of God ordained for honor please don't accept anything less you are ordained for glory and finally blessings Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 Hebrews chapter 6 verse 14 Please hear me. God had prepared an inheritance to all that are called into redemption. He has prepared an inheritance. But we need to understand it and the existence of it before we can walk in the reality of it. Somebody said and I believe it. He said until you are able to picture a future from the scripture you cannot feature there. Until you are able to picture a future from the scripture, you can't feature there. Please catch a picture of your redemptive package and then begin to walk in the reality of it. May God give us understanding in the mighty name of Jesus.